You can't, yeah, well, you're going to, you love them and you hate them for the same, like, it totally is. I'm trying to think of something that would be like my. Well, we just talked about it before we started recording. I was saying how you're so expressive. Oh, yes. And that's what makes you so funny to me. Yep. But it can also seem, I don't know, dramatic or whatever to other people. Like, yes. And way over the top. Oh, my gosh. Yes. (laughs) I make everything. I can't even help it. Like, my reaction is going to be. A big yeah, side. I really should work on that. No, you shouldn't. Just as, yeah, it's like too hard. It. It's like you can't. It's just about being aware of it within situations. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do it more for me, and maybe oh, I always for do. Like... I can't. Yeah, of course. I mean, you spend like freaking ten years on reality television. <laughs> where they're literally paying you your job. You're you're invited back. The better you are at doing that. And yeah. then it's like a skill when you get home. They're like, don't do that. Definitely don't do that. Because that's not, well, I that's guess it's all I'm of reality glad TV. we do this show because we're still being rewarded for our oh, um, yes. Uh, yes. strange <laughs> yeah. personalities. Oh, that Brad Pitt thing is so funny, though. I'm going to find that article. That was a hoot. It's um, so true. Imagine like being the journalist and pitching the article. Like, I want to write a story about Brad Pitt's toilet and how it relates to his dating life. <laughs> I love that meme that floats around every now and then that says how like Brad Pitt uh, becomes whatever woman he's dating. <laughs> it's true. I love it's that about him. It's so funny. That is so accurate. Empathy. And he really does look exactly like every woman he dates. <laughs> that is yeah, so we funny. See what he looks like now and then see who matches yeah. it. And we could probably pick, predict who he's dating. <sighs> okay. First, I need to talk about the, my joy about the fact that British Baking Show is back on Netflix. <gasps> Susie! Susie! <laughs> I watched it for the first time! <gasps> this what is everything! Think? This is everything that television, sh- reality TV should be. Yes. My heart. This is, this. Yeah. <sighs> yep. You know, <laughs> I know Chris Rock has given up sugar. <laughs> right. But I hope he hasn't given up watching people cook it because that right. is the cure for everything. And it is so adorable. What's your favorite part? So, I mean, I'm a big fan of the show. And so I was excited to watch it and we sort of made a big thing about it because you got to make a big thing about stuff like that these days. Yes. And we turn it on and I kid you not, within one minute of that fucking first note of the theme yes. song, I was crying my eyes yes. out. Yes. <laughs> oh, Susie, I love you. Because it, to me, represents the best of us. And it yes. also r- really hit home how, what a deficit we have been in this year of oh. um, joy and hope and love and um, kindness and civility. And... <sighs> That was when it hit me, like, we are all having collective trauma, Mm -hmm. and things like this show shouldn't make us this happy, but they must, because it's all we have. Oh, my gosh. I get it. I agree. I (sighs) cried when I received the Tiny Chef plush doll in the mail. (laughs) No. Yes, I did, Suze. And then I tried to cover it up. Like, I tried (laughs) to, like hide that I was crying and like I like got up and like went to the bathroom and, like blew my nose and was like allergy or, like you know one of those and like this <laughs> is me who like eye. does not embarrassingly cry but I was like I don't know if I'll be able to explain away like crying over receiving a tiny chef plush doll but, but like he it. says 25 different phrases <laughs> I get it 
because I get, I get it. That is something that brings you comfort and joy. Yes. And receiving that, it just all comes at once. And yeah. I know a lot of people who haven't watched the baking show yet who would be like, what is the big deal about the show? Everyone yeah. makes such a big fuss about it. That was me two weeks, one week ago. Okay. Now you feel the same. I'm com- fully converted. I, I'm, I am mad that it, it's like finding the, I don't know. I don't know. What is it? Finding like that, that the best restaurant in your neighborhood that was always there that you didn't even know. And you're like, God damn it. I could have been having this delicious food. And I ate that crappy food at that other restaurant, you know, and Mm -hmm. you can't be too bummed about what you didn't know. (sighs) Yeah, it is like that. Please watch it, everyone. It's so wonderful and charming. And it's not. I feel like the girl from season seven got robbed. (laughs) Which one? Spoiler alert. Wait, uh, was her no not is her name Susie no uh, wasn't Susie it was um, Kim Joy no oh. oh no that's that's season six oh the season God. after you that. know them all well only because I watched the one season and I was like oh my God this is the greatest thing ever and yeah. then I've just barely started season six I've only only been one season in. Well, and I I don't want to give the impression that it's sort of like overly sweet or saccharine because it isn't. It's like the not. hosts are very funny. There's a lot of wit and yes. um, you know like euphemisms and just it's not Silliness. reverent. Yeah, and so I think a lot of people think when we say it's nice and people are kind to each other on the show that they think oh it's going to be like Sunday school or something, but it's not. No, it's not. It's yeah. just. Oh, I was having, I was totally going through all of these different thoughts. It's so funny that we end up like watching these things and like having these conversations about it. Cause as I'm watching this, I'm thinking like, is it, what's different about this show, reality show? What is it that I love? Is it the guest? Is it the, is it the format? And it feels like everybody there's never a low blow no there's always support and then i was wondering is it that bakers the people who bake just are nice people (laughs) i would say maybe but also casting of course has everything to do with it and the intention of the show their intention isn't really to make people fight their intention is yes to have good storytelling and drama, but that can come just from baking a pie. Anybody yes. that bakes a pie knows how t- tense that can oh be. Oh my gosh, it really is tense, and like anything can go wrong. Oh my gosh, and some of the technical challenges they give them, and I'm learning so much. Like they don't rely on pitting the contestants against each other right. as a ch- sort of cheap way to get drama. Right. Really, the contestants are up against. The pastries and the desserts and themselves. (laughs) Right, the ingredients. The ingredients. And they're all cheering each other on and they want each other to do well. That is the... And it's genuine. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, these are the sweetest people. Her name's Steph. Do you remember that season? Yes, she's so great. She's the greatest in the world. And I I never wanted a single... um, Instagram. And I'm like, you're wonderful. I just wanted you to know. And she just said, thanks. And I was like, she deserves to be celebrated. She's so kind. She's like a gem of a person. And when her mom was like, that's the season I watched. Oh my God. I'm going to tear up thinking about her. (laughs) Oh, 
And when her mom was like, she's had a really rough past year, and I could just imagine the kind of place that she was in. And she looks like, like when she got so down on herself, she looks like the kind of person, or seems like the kind of person who would be like self-defeating or thinking yeah. like. And then she just, and then when when what's his name Noel came over and would be like, mm-hmm. just keep going, yeah. you're okay. And and then everybody was supportive, and it was like, oh <laughs> my heart, I can't take it. And they all just cared. It's the I best. know it's the best, and it's the, she's the opposite of who would normally be cast because she's yeah. not grandiose or oh, so humble. Yeah, she's just fun and sweet and a good baker, and it made great television. Yeah. You can do it, casting people. Yes, um, you another, really. That's the best. Another oh. thing you can definitely do because it's so easy is make HelloFresh meals, and yes. you should be doing this. Sarah and I oh, before we simplify started recording. Your life. We were just talking about how sick of cooking we are. The worst. I'm sure you guys are too. All the cleanup, all the shopping. I just, I'm ready to get out of my bunker, but it's not time yet. Mm-hmm. And so this is a great time to try HelloFresh. You can save time, money, and stress because they have delicious and nutritious um, ingredients delivered right to your door. And they have tons of options each week so you can, you know, get out of your recipe rut and try new things. They have low calorie, vegetarian, they have kid-friendly options, and it helps you eat more sustainably because you're not overbuying and then like basically most people oh, would get vegetables, put them in the fridge and then they end up in the garbage. So this <sighs> cuts down on all of that. And it's flexible for your lifestyle. So you can skip a week. You can add items like garlic bread, um, change your delivery day, Cookies, whatever you need. whatever. Yeah. And yeah. they give back. They they um, donate over 2.5 million meals to charity, which is so important right now. And they have a deal for you guys. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 80BrainCandy and use code 80BrainCandy to get a total of $80 off across five boxes, including free shipping on your first box. Again, that's go to HelloFresh.com slash 80BrainCandy and use code 80BrainCandy to get a total of $80 off across five boxes, including free shipping on your first box. Ah, okay, yes. so anyway, Bake Off, you need to watch it. It's so it's good. amazing. Also, Gosh. on a totally different tone, did you watch um, American Murderer documentary on Ooh, I I was just about to start it last night, but I was like, you need something happier tonight, not yeah, murder. Dark. That's for it sure. It seemed like it would get dark fast, but I want to hear. And let me tell you, I, I'm still going to watch it. So tell me everything. Well, as you guys know, I write to a lot of criminals and I oh, yes. try to... For me, it's about figuring out what went wrong, um, you know, why someone would choose to murder someone. But especially in this case, this is a story of the guy that killed his wife and daughters, and they were sort of that idyllic, you know, suburban family, which is what always gets the headlines. Mm -hmm. Um, But it does baffle you because you think they, they had such a beautiful family and they had jobs and they could live their life peacefully and then something just went wrong and so it's this question of what the heck went wrong Mm -hmm. i mean he was having an affair and i you know presumably he just wanted to start over but like why wouldn't you just get a divorce (sighs) there's got to be a feeling of being trapped there's yeah you know i would imagine there's i want to i want to see there's a uh a 
specific like diagram. It's like a square for, um, and well, I feel like trigger warning, um, mm-hmm. but like suicidal ideation and people who like get to this point of hopelessness and pain and emotional pain and like no way out. And, and so I wonder if it's a similar thing where it's like, lack of of options like i just feel like you'd have to be backed into a, a how could somebody go to that place and you mm-hmm. have to be in such a i can only imagine unless it's a, a you know he's like a sociopath or something but if it's like a regular oh he seems so regular then he had to have it felt like he had gone to a really really dark place and i'm not in any way saying those two are things are the same by the way i'm just like a, mm-hmm. a, a, applying the same kind of like the uh, tool that they use to measure it, I feel like. Yeah, Something I mean, similar. It, he must be a sociopath, but it's strange when someone hasn't, at least from what I've seen in the film, he hadn't um, demonstrated violence or mm-hmm. that type of personality, um, mm-hmm. at least violently. And so it's like, what the heck? All of a sudden you're capable of... Of killing those two little babies and mm, I can't, but I say the same thing about the moms. I can't, I couldn't imagine. Oh right, but don't I you think can't. that the when the moms do it, it tends to be like uh, mm. postpartum. Oh yeah, well, so there's I'll, more of an explanation yeah. of like yeah. how that could have happened. This is just bizarre, but I mm. I did enjoy because most of the footage was from like videos yeah. that the wife had put on Facebook of her and her family over the years. And I always find that interesting to see what people present versus what is the truth. Ooh, how was it different? Well, she was really obsessed with getting pictures, getting video and being very candid online about herself and her family. Mm -hmm. And it almost, you know, it does feel like it was a little over the top. Um, Mm -hmm. But that is beside the point. I mean... (laughs) That has nothing to do with what ended up happening, but it mm-hmm. does seem like why were you so interested in presenting something that is so far from what was really going on? Mm-hmm. I don't mm. know, but I think a lot of people do that. Oh, yeah. And then you know it was weird watching the confession. <sighs> First of all, he took a polygraph. Yeah, I saw a clip of that one. Well, just like oh, in the preview, God. what did and he get it right or wrong? He he failed, and oh, he failed. the lady giving the polygraph, she was like, "Yeah, no, you are being deceptive, and like we are done having this conversation." Like, because she said to him beforehand, she goes, "The cool thing about the polygraph is like right now only one of us knows the truth, but in five minutes both of us will." And mm-hmm. she was like being all perky and stuff. I and, saw that uh, clip. That's the clip I saw, and I was I like, was "Damn, like, that's a good line." It is because if he's innocent, he would be delighted to hear that. But yes. if he di- does know something, then he should be oh. shit in his pants. Yes. And she kept saying to him, like, if you had anything to do with this, you'd be really stupid to sit here with me. And then he did it anyway and took the wow. polygraph, of course, failed. Oh, I and can't then wait to see that. She said, did, did your wife do something to the girls? And then you had to do something to your wife. And you could almost see his wheels turn and be like, yeah, that's Is it. that an option? Yeah. That's the ticket. And then that's what he claimed eventually. Oh, she killed the kids and I had to kill her as a result. Oh, my God. I don't believe that. 
no. And the um, investigator was like, are you comfortable without us putting that in the public that she killed the girls? You're fine with that? And he was <gasps> like, yep, go ahead. Oh. Right? No. No, <laughs> no. What a fucking liar. And, like, he's handsome and stuff, and so I'm sure he gets tons of mail from those jailhouse ladies that try to, you know, seduce prisoners. Yeah. yeah. And he's thinking, like, he's going to get out on good behavior someday. He really does. Oh, my God. So he's just delusional. He's a narcissist or what? He must be. He and must he be, because that's it. Cause he that had d- just I mean, lost, like, 60 pounds or something and became oh. obsessed with working out. Oh, my God. And the investigator was like, usually when people do that, it's because they have somebody that they're working out for. Like, uh-huh. No, no, no. Oh, but, my God. I mean, it's low-hanging fruit, this type of film, for sure. But I always yeah, but find like, it interesting, so interesting trying to figure out what went wrong. It's like Dateline. It, yeah, human behavior is fascinating. It just is. Yeah. Oh. So, and that cube was called the... Schneidman's cube and the it's uh stress pain and agitation and it's like those across like different axes but like they're three instead of like i don't know x and y there's what does that mean so like when there's high pain high stress and high agitation the likelihood of Mm. an extreme scenario Right, more likely. Likely, okay. So we have to work on bringing down the stress, bringing down the agitation, or bringing down the pain. Wow. So if he felt like agitation and stress, Mm -hmm. and then pain of like I'll never be able to leave this, and I don't want to be in this relationship, I'm stuck. You know, I'm stuck. Then I think it, you know, makes people go to extremes. And so focusing on bringing those things down, I think when you were looking for like what, Mm -hmm. what is, what is it? What is that thing? That I mean, I don't know. That's all I got in my yeah. Well, one thing that helps me deal with my stress is using Noom, which is a wonderful app that helps you um, be accountable with your goals and your behavior. They have like a cognitive behavioral approach, so you tell them what you are interested in changing about your life or keeping yourself on track, and you have someone that will hold you accountable. They'll send you articles about. how to make good choices and improve your self-worth and your mood and Mm. anxiety, which so many people are struggling with. So I like to give suggestions like this on how to, what might work for you. And Noom is uh, a great option. As I said, many of our brainiacs are using it and finding it really helpful during this time. Um, But it doesn't demand much of your time. It's like 10 minutes a day. It's no big whoop. And there's a science to getting healthier. It's called Noom. Sign up for your trial trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash brain candy. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom dot com slash brain candy to start your trial today. That's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash brain candy. I have noticed even my uh, my son, he's like, you know, doesn't can't go out and play in the parks, can't, doesn't have his friends because it's, you know, not safe. So he's just like becoming more of a couch potato. Mm-hmm. And... I think a lot of us are. <laughs> yeah, you know, myself included. We're moving less and we're home more, so you snack and all that. So I think yep. a lot of people are looking for maybe how to get back on track. Oh, for sure. I need that too. <sighs> so, okay, next up on the agenda, I'll just give you some statistics. I just thought these were interesting. Ooh, this was yeah, a 2020, that. July 2020 survey 
of adults working from home found that while seven, uh, 57% of men said that working from home has positively affected their career, uh, just, tw- <laughs> <laughs> just 29% of women said the same, while 34% of men with children at home reported getting promoted during the remote work period, while only 9% of women with oh, children at home said no. the same. No, and no. the same imbalance was seen with pay raises. No, and, no, no, no. Uh, leadership responsibilities and praise. No, no. Isn't that nice for them? Oh, <laughs> no, no. no. Sarah just keeps saying no. No, 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 no. I mean, that's what we all knew anyway, but like, I hate when I get confirmation that everything is screwed up. Oh, my that's God. That's a bummer, man. <sighs> yeah. How do you even. What's the, uh, it's the division of labor. Absolutely. It a hundred percent is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it's invisible labor. Just remembering, oh, so-and-so's birthday's coming up. We need to have, you know, a card sent to yes. like, your mother or whatever. Um, all that stuff yeah. is taxing on one's inner life. Yeah. And so if it's not evenly distributed, then we have a, an unfair yeah. situation. Yeah. I always am am like, I am shocked that like, I don't know if Ren knows that I clean out the refrigerator. (laughs) Right. Stuff like that. Like we, it's always clean and like super clean, like, like lined up kind of clean, you know, like all the stuff in a rose. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and I don't know if he like knows that that's something I do. Like, if you were to ask, like, what do you think that there's a lot of stuff for him? Like, I don't think he even knows. It's like, yeah, invisible labor. Right. And it's a balance because they would argue, and my husband always does, that, mm-hmm. like, they don't care if the right. is organized. Right. I hate that <laughs> argument because uh-huh. I love to just go, okay, let's not do it. <laughs> right. Well, that's my sister. She used to go on strike. Yeah, I love that. And she'd that. be like, well, then I'm going on strike and you can see what, you're, what you'll miss. And it yeah. might take that for some people. Yeah. What's a nicer way than not doing that? What do you, what do, you do with that? <laughs> right. um, well, I, I just trained him over the 10 years. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. But it takes time, man. Yeah. And but I need to be trained on some things too, I will say. Do you? I, oh, yeah. I'm much better about loading the dishwasher now. Okay, so everyone has their little quirks. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe if you say, I'm open to being trained on the things that are important to you, maybe your partner will say that they're open to being trained. Yeah, it it might be a bad sign if they were like, good, get a pen. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Settle in. Class is in session. Right, that's funny. Hey, well, it's still hot out here in L.A., but I know for most of the country it's getting cooler, but... There were those really, really hot days out here in the West Coast. Yeah. And there are these doofuses that are called fucking heat tourists. No. Yeah. What do you mean? Like they go to Death Valley just to get a picture in front of the thermometer that says it's 130 degrees out. I get that. You... (laughs) And uh, I I, I (laughs) I have to say that because on our way back from Zion... I took a picture of that thermometer. No, I, was, if I was there, I would. Okay. I was like driving. We were driving. I, we didn't even pull over, so. 
Now that's fine. It's the people who are like driving for hours and hours to take a vacation just to get a picture. Nah. Come on. And that's I mean, dangerous. I do, I do appreciate celebrating the little things. Yes. What's the, the danger is like going to the hot places. Yeah. If you go to those hot places, they tell you like if you're driving up a hill, yeah. you got to turn your air off because oh your engine God. could catch fire. What? Yeah, okay. like it's super They're hot. just like, I feel like they all like watched the movie like Twister when they were growing <laughs> right. up and were like, oh yeah, storm chasing is exciting. Let's like do that. But it's like for the heat and like, you know, cause we live in California. You don't have a lot of that. Storm oh chasing. God. Like, for, here's an example of how hot it is. They were saying that people that live in that area, like, if they turn on their cold tap, it's hot yeah. water Why? because of, like, God. the ground temperature is so high. So they have to use their hot water heater tank as a place to store cool water, and then uh, it comes out the hot tap. And they and just the, turn that down. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like that's, that's crazy. Super hot. They switch know. the hot and cold water. Yeah. That's funny. Cuz the natural water is hot anyway. So what they wow. need to do is get cold water. You know, I will never forget. Damn. Sarah, what was that car you had the beast? Oh, the beast, the Jeep. Scion? Mhm. Oh, the that's another one. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Scion. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Sarah had this Scion that we took right after the ruins. We drove to Las Vegas. <gasps> which yes. goes through that really hot. Is that Death Valley? Where the hell yeah. is that? Uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yes. And it was one of those days. It was like July and it was oh hot God. as balls. And Sarah was running out of gas. <laughs> running on fumes. And it would say like gas, 30 miles. And I was like, <gasps> Sarah. I know. I, don't I was think like, we're I'll stay calm. It. She did not think we were going to make it, guys. But like everything in Sarah's life, it worked somehow, out. It somehow it worked magically. out. I just knew I had faith that <laughs> the gas gods would get us there. And they did. And they did. But that's when I learned a lot about how I'm a worrier. Yeah. Sarah is not. Yeah. But maybe I should be more like her because it did just work out. But it's like I worry and freak out in times where like I shouldn't be. But oh. I... Don't worry and freak out. I'm like super calm under stress. Crisis. Okay. Crisis managed. <clears throat> like some people, <laughs> yeah. Managed. Some people like, you know, I remember when I was in grad school and people would be like, oh gosh, I don't, I can't work with couples. Like I just can't deal with the fighting in the room. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh yeah, oh, not a problem. It's my specialty. I my, see. I got, like, I'm like, oh, I thrive. Like it's like I have like the reverse. You put me to a heart monitor. I'm like cool as a cucumber in there. You love it. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> well, it's your theory, right? About when you're born into the fire or yes. something. What's that saying? Yeah. Like you're used to the flames. Yeah, you're like a heat tourist of emotional heat. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, but those people are crazy. However, I do really want to try <laughs> the old frying an egg yeah, on what are we the waiting for car, on like... Hood. Not on the. Don't do it on the driveway. That doesn't work. You got to do it on the engine. Um, Is that true? It doesn't work on the sidewalk. I mean, it does. It just. I looked this up. The max temperature that a sidewalk can get, I want to say, is like a hundred and. It's usually like a hundred and thirty-nine degrees. And I think it needs to be like a hundred and fifty-seven to cook an egg. Mm-hmm. I like really looked this up. Like when we had that heat wave. Let me you see were into how it. hot does 
it need to be to cook an egg on the sidewalk? Somebody's asked this. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I was one degree off. An egg needs to reach 158 to cook through, and the sidewalks okay. can get up to 145. So, the, oh. yeah. So, why is that the limit? Um, well, it probably isn't the limit if it's 130 outside. <laughs> right. That's probably all, if, like, it's, if it's like, uh, yeah, but it does say that you can do it way faster. Um, with a, uh, 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 like on the engine bed of your car. Yeah. Like you, like the hood of your car too, or something like that. Yeah. The metal goes a long way there. Yeah. Engine bay. I probably said that the wrong word. They're like, sir, you're saying like, I think that's what it's called. Or yeah. Bed is like something different. What do I know? Nothing. One thing that's always hot though is using fiber. Oh yes. Super hot. I was just reading an article about how great this is. It's so great. I love using it. I find it very fun. I'm always. I have to control myself. Where I'm like, oh, what else can I do? Oh yeah. 2020 has been, you know, a year of uncertainty, and a lot of people are, you know, figuring out their work situation, and you can use a lot of the services on Fiverr for freelance. You know, uh, graphic design, copywriting, film editing, web programming, all that stuff that you're like, who am I going to hire? I don't know a guy. Yes. Like in Pittsburgh, everyone knows a guy. I know a guy. These but are the guys. Now we all know these guys and gals on Fiverr. It's super easy to find what you're looking for. They have great prices. You can find someone that like is specializes in what you need. They have seller reviews so you know if they're really good. They have great customer service 24-7. And um, you can check out Fiverr.com and you'll receive 10% off your first order by using our code BRAINCANDY. Find all the digital services you need in one place at F-I-V-E-R-R.com, code BRAINCANDY. Again, that's Fiverr.com, code BRAINCANDY. I've used them for all kinds of social media stuff. It's so fun. Love it. Yes, I've noticed. I love when I see things on our Brain Candy podcast uh, so cute. page. And I'm like, oh my God, look at that little fun I yeah, you can make tell. graphics and oh highlight covers. Yes. <laughs> Fiverr. Um, okay. Do you, <laughs> mine are all depressing. I was going to be like, do you want to know about death by loneliness? Oh, or, my God. Um, that for... Th- <sighs> what? Tell, tell me about that. Sad. Okay. No, no, because I, I... I first tell me what you... I feel like it's person-specific. Well, that's probably true. I'm sure for some people it's more pronounced than others, but I was shocked at the sort of statistics. It said loneliness mortality is equal to smoking Whoa. and twice as deadly as obesity. Yeah, I can <laughs> see that. <laughs> like, I mean... Well, I read we talked we I feel like we talked a long time ago about the how the greatest predictor of health is mm-hmm. how many friends you have after yep. the age of like 55 or something like that. Mhm. So, yeah, that kind of points to that. It's it breaks my heart because this has been such a lonely year for so many people. Yeah. Um but the amount of time you spend on social media is inversely related to how happy you feel. Uh-huh. Which is interesting to me be- for two reasons. First of all, you can kind of measure your own mental state by seeing how much time you're spending online. But also just think about who else you're exposed to on there. Other people who are also lonely and maybe sad. Oh, God. Right? So it could be yes. reinforcing in that way. It for sure is. Yeah. And then, because I kind of 
I am a big believer in the energy people bring to a room. And I think that can apply to social media as well. Like you can pick up on someone's energy even digitally. Yes. I even feel like the colors that they use and like the messages that you see. Mm -hmm. And And remember when we read... Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. Remember when we read that thing, you said that... There was a study done, and the people who post like inspirational or aspirational <laughs> memes yeah. are yeah. the ones who have highest rates of depression. Yeah. So we're seeing a lot of that. Well, I think a lot of people post this stuff that helps them. Yeah. They're not thinking like specifically, I think everyone needs to see this maybe. Maybe that's a side effect too, but I think they're Yeah, thinking- like when I was asking, okay, so Handmaid's Tale or Hunger Games? Which <laughs> one do you which one do you guys pick? Well, I'm asking you for feeling. 2021. <laughs> right, it reflects your state of mind at that time, right? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, and they were doing they did this study that showed that lonely people tend to have what they call micro awakenings in the night. Um, oh. Yes. And they were saying that it suggests that your brain is on alert for threats, like your fight or flight thing is oh, kicked in. Oh my God, because you're alone and nobody else is there to also protect you. Right, and loneliness has everything to do with survival, we're seeing. So oh your body's God. like, oh, we're, we're being threatened. Like, we need to make sure we're on alert all the time. That's terrible. Wow. Well, and then... You, you, cause all of this stuff, you have to like put all the pieces together mm-hmm. and like, hopefully through it, there can be like a little bit of like compassion and understanding. Yes. Then the other thing I think about is how that would affect your REM cycles and yeah. your ability to sleep and how Which we talked messes about up your thoughts. How, yes. Mm-hmm. And how people who are more anxious and are more, have lower like self esteem or feeling self worth. And have higher rates of like guilt and shame and stuff like that. Um, that's higher when they have those sleep disturbances because you mm-hmm. need that to kind of like prune the unimportant thoughts away. Yes. It's all Gosh. related and interconnected. So yes. you can't even just try to fix one thing. You sort of have to look holistically at your mental yeah. state in your life Yeah, in order to make any improvements. Because you're right. Like evolutionarily speaking, if you got separated from your tribe, which is yeah. what loneliness is... then you're going to have to wake up more in the night to make sure no one's trying to fucking kill you. Yes. And that it's like what becomes most important? Mm -hmm. I have to take care of the thing that's important right now. And our brain does not know that there isn't a threat in the middle of the night yet. Yep. I wish our brains would freaking catch up. Like a Volvo already. (laughs) Right, Darwin. Jeezy, crazy. Evolve already. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> but true. That's how I feel. I'm like, all right, we're ready for yeah, you to come fix on, all come this on, come shit. Come on. You told me we'd get rid of like, here's the, here's what I heard. No more pinky fingers, no more baby teeth, or no more uh, wisdom teeth, no more appendix. Yeah. Mm, we don't need I, that. I don't need goosebumps for sure. Oh, yes, you do. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. I have a whole thing on that. Oh, God, I have to go way back in the archives. Well, I know I have this article that I've been meaning to share. I believe that they showed why we have them, what they were useful for at one time, but they are no longer helpful. They are definitely not keeping you warm. 
Yeah, that's true. And that's what they're trying to do. <laughs> right. The good effort, everybody. Yeah. But you can keep those geese right away from me. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. And you're even right. like they say, um, well, you know how hair is about scent, like pubic hair. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But like they are, they're even kind of baffled about eyebrows and eyelashes. They're like, yeah, I can keep a couple things on your eyes, but it's like no big whoop. And yet there they are hanging out. There they are. Yeah, I think eyebrows were or are there to um, signal expressions, like to be able to read expressions from farther distances. Oh, okay. Well, I like that. Yeah, I don't and have any really studies that show that, but <laughs> I feel like <laughs> well, that. Makes like sense, that, though. that is my theory. That's like because like people are almost unrecognizable without eyebrows. Yeah, remember when we read that if you eliminate the eyes, people can still <laughs> recognize celebrities, but if you remove the eyebrows, it's really hard for people to know who it is. Okay, so that makes total sense. I'm going to yeah. stick with that theory is totally correct. Yeah, I like that. Prove I'm me wrong. That too. No, That's, I'm into that one. Prove, right. <laughs> prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, people. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, okay. That's like my thing now. Do you want to talk about, um, we could talk mm-hmm. about Japan's love-hate relationship with cats. Oh, or, yeah. So I like that. Okay. You're into that. So it is kind of quirky how they're like certain cultures have affinities for certain animals and things, but the yeah. Japan cat thing, I'm still, I read the article and I'm still like, I don't get, I don't get it. Like it's they don't like theory. them. Well, they like them, but oh, they also hate. are suspicious of them. Who isn't? <laughs> right. That's just good sense. Yeah. I mean, have you met a cat? <laughs> right. So they're they... suspicious of us. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just not the feeding off here. their energy. We are not the problem here. It's the cats. Cats are gaslighting I go, us. I should say that I'm a dog person. <laughs> I love cats, but... They are gaslighters. They are okay. definitely gaslighters. Oh my God, that's so funny. The first noted cat was in Japan in 889 uh, in the common era. And they, by the 12th century, they were everywhere. They were just like taking over the goddamn island. And uh, that's, that's right about the point, like when they were everywhere, that when Japanese writers started bestowing them with magical powers. Mm. Oh, I have seen these stories. Oh, really? I yes. had that's there was, cool. Oh my gosh, I remember this book from when I was a little kid about a cat that was like really powerful. Oh my god, oh, that's I, fun. it's like coming back to me. And it, I remember the the art. The art was all old Japanese art. Yeah, and they oh, said it was cool. in conjunction with a great artistic development at that time. So I yeah. think there was like an that overlap like, there. And, and they, cats it, that were was probably everywhere. like the kids' version of of that. You know, yeah, like that a mom trend. Was an art teacher. Yeah. Because it sounds to me like art was really in a moment of development at the exact moment that cats were like taken over. <laughs> and so it just got infused with each other. Uh-huh. Um, but they also said this was hilarious. Japanese houses at that time were mostly lit by fish oil lamps. And so the oh. cats were like super into it. 
Oh my God, of course they were. And all those koi ponds everywhere? Hello. Yeah. It's like lunchtime. And they would like lap up the oil and at night in the glowing lamplight, they cast oh. these huge shadows on the wall, which is adorable and spooky. Yes. Spooky. spooky. <laughs> Gotta get one in every episode of Halloween or in October. Exactly. And they, they felt like they were morphing into these massive creatures standing on their hind wow. legs as they stretched. And according to this lore, the cats who lived um, preternaturally long, like evolved into, they called them Bacon Nico, and they believed that they killed their owners and uh, like took their place. This was in Smithsonian yeah. Magazine. It was just real cute. That makes sense for cats. Yeah, and I think they probably are doing that. They are, probably are. That's not mythology. That's fact. Yeah, that's like fact. They're, they were just like, that was just the news they were reporting. Oh my gosh, that's really interesting. Cats are a weird one, but... um. I feel like that is almost in line with the kind of Egyptian feeling about yes. cats where they are, you know, they're kind of seen the same way too. So yes. like, what do we not know about cats? Right. That makes what, me think, you know. You think they're onto something. Something. I mean, when you, I just think anytime I, anytime there are, are multiple cultures that have similar like metaphors for things or where it like lines up and you're like oh yeah this is like their version of that story i'm always Mm -hmm. like okay yeah there's something to this creation myths and yeah even like the great flood there's several different myths yeah so like that shows me that there's some message yeah that there's some that is trying to be yes and that is the way that they're choosing to like represent that or answer that and so i'm like right "Mm, what is it about i just want to know i just want to think about why this why multiple ancient uh would uh, would look for an answer about something in felines yes yeah exactly makes me curious yeah it's really cute or there were just a lot of fucking cats on that island like kind of like snakes and what do i know (laughs) okay one more thing before we go um sarah had watched the rubik's cube documentary i still haven't seen it but i'm going to you loved it right i loved it so much um and then i had i read this article about the rubik's cube inventor so i thought i would supplement sarah's uh documentary discussion with yes this his he's real quirky and cute and i really like the article is in the new york times and um he always talks about how the rubik's cube loves attention but he does not and oh my god that is cute he's super humble and like He's like, I don't want to talk about... He wrote a memoir, but it's not really a memoir because he's like, my life isn't that interesting. The the cube is interesting. And oh. so he made this super weird memoir that I definitely want to buy because it's like you can read it from any point in the book. Like he doesn't want you to just start at the beginning. He's, it literally is a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> yes. Dude, like, this guy's think cool. about how smart you have to be to come up with that concept because that's how Rubik's Cube works. You can start it from any Mm-hmm. Any, oh, did he say that? Because that is, I he just didn't, love but that. the journalist did. The journalist was like, clearly, this is, you know, yeah, the way clearly. this guy's mind works, and it's That's so endearing. So fucking cool. I just loved it. And um, he was talking about how, how he came to create it and um, how, you know, it took him a really long time at first to figure out how to solve it. Um, he says he can do it now in a minute, but like the record is three seconds. 
three seconds. Yeah, by that kid. Yeah, that kid, right. And um, he says, speed is not important. It's elegance and quality that are important, which, I mean, I got to meet this guy. He is right up my alley. You have to. Suze. And they were talking about how interest in the Rubik's Cube, you know, fizzled in the 90s. It was like old hat by then. But then after the internet came about, it all sparked everything again because people were making videos with them and trying to learn the tricks. And then now it's like blown up again. And he said that his, the thing that interests him is not the cube itself, but the relationship that people have to the cube and how it, I just love calling it the cube like that. (laughs) Right. Well, his last name is Rubik. it's oh so he could yeah it's, it's his cube it's Rubik's cube it's his cube yeah Erno oh, Rubik I um, like him I do too I was like we need to meet him and be friends and like you have totally a would be friends with him yeah because he sounds like my cup of tea but yeah he really is um, initially he didn't make a lot of money on it it was like fly by night but then I guess once it went bonkers he was able to make a nice living off of it good I love people like wow. that. That's you really know, cool. Because life is weird and confusing and lonely, as we've described. Yeah. And I love when people can be aware of that. Like, he's a brilliant man. Clearly, he knows the human condition. But he's trying to make the best of it and just have fun while he's here. Yeah. And I had read this great article about why we should play more. Oh, and it I fit love in that. With, when I read his article, I thought, that makes sense. Like, let me read you this quote. Let me find it. The woman in the article said, to play is to bend limits rather than rally against them and maybe in doing so find unexpected room to move. It is in essence a freedom, if only illusory, you know, like even if it's not yeah, true. And there can be relief in that too. This was in Business Insider and mm. it really moved me because I love playing and yeah. you don't want to feel like it's frivolous and a waste. And I don't think it is. It's not. It's healing. And the, if anybody, oh my God, I was like just having this conversation with somebody the other day. If you need evidence for that, look at Google. Hmm. They have Lego breaks. They have those meetings with on bicycles. They have, mm-hmm. and people now would be like, oh, okay, well that's like overboard, maybe, I don't know, whatever. But the 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 reason they're doing it is because these are people who like those like, you know, Silicon Valley nerds are like, give me the most cutting edge science stuff that makes people perform their best. Yeah. Oh, it's that? Okay, let's do that. Even if it's Legos and play. And it is that. That's the truth. Well, and it's like, okay, they're doing it so that they increase productivity. Right. Which is fine. That's what a business ought to be doing. But if you can employ that same methodology in your own personal life, and yeah. really just find the joy in play, I think mm-hmm. you'll be better for it. Mm-hmm. Well, they're doing it so that it puts the employees in the better mood and yeah. makes them more creative, Where and which then in turn makes them better... Workers, sure. Workers. Right. So, like, if... if let Don't let them just be, like... Yeah, you get know, all the benefits. the benefits. Yeah. Do it, yeah, do it for you. Do it in your time with your... With the intention and, like, the focus of putting that energy towards like things that matter to you. When I remember when we were criticized by somebody that said that our 420 pot smoking was like a gimmick and just silly. And we were like, that's correct. Mm. 
Yeah. That's what it was. It was supposed to just be for fun, and that's okay. Have you seen any stoner stuff ever? It's all novelty. <laughs> I believe they're called novelty stores that sell that kind of stuff. And it's yeah, like, that's it's a good nov- thing. It was for novelty. That's fun. Like, we're doing the work. We go to school. We get serious. We get degrees. We get jobs. We have families. We do all the serious stuff, too. Yeah. So yeah. it's about balance. Yes. Have some fun, too. Right. And if I can't be silly here, where the well, heck else can I be silly? Nobody is sillier than Sarah. I mean, come on. Silly Sarah. Like, if you give Sarah room to be silly, oh, I'm you taking will have it. a good time. That's totally true. <laughs> that's totally true. You give me room to, for silliness. Well, and that's why I feel like one of the reasons we bonded is that I love instigating silliness. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, you know what you should do? And, and then all you I need do is an instigator. It. Yeah, because I don't want to be the. Yeah, but yeah. like it, I because I know that your silliness is like lighthearted, fun silliness. Yeah, it's like like when I was growing up, my mom used to take us to fancy hotels, and we would play truth or dare, like <laughs> fun hilarious. truth or dare with kids. So like we, like um, we went to the Waldorf Astoria <laughs> and played truth or dare. And my mom dared my little brother to go up to these women dressed in like their furs and sitting like there and sing opera to them at the table. Oh my God. And he's like seven when he's doing this or eight. So it's like extra hilarious. Then, oh my God, what was one of the funniest ones we did? We, We dared my mom to, and let's be real, they're only dares. We dared my mom. To pretend like she got stuck in the revolving door and oh just God. keep going around and around and pretend like she didn't know how to get out of it. <laughs> and like we're doing this in like fancy hotels. And it's all just like fun and play and like nobody's getting hurt it's and harmless. people are laughing and it's fun. And you know what? We were doing it all without anybody recording it for because it changes yeah. the intention when yes. you're doing it. Not for that's not play anymore. Now that's work. Because right. now you're just turned it into you know oh now i gotta like post this now i gotta be a thing now you're taking the away you're undoing what you just did yeah i agree you know yeah so i hope you guys will have a playful week yeah and don't be lonely you have us you have us you know people don't say trust like, cats i love, I love right or i love listening to you guys because i feel like we're friends i'm like we are friends you're we our are. friend absolutely That's if you real. listen we're friends yeah, we need yep. to wind down. You're right, Sarah. What is that? Yeah. I was like um, reviewing, talking about. Oh, yeah. Some cats. Okay, British Bake Off. You have oh, to watch it. the best. It. Have to. Steph was robbed. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah, the first episode, or I guess a few episodes of the new season will be, have been out by this time, so you can yep. watch those. We definitely needed that in our lives, everybody. If you're going to fry an egg anywhere besides the kitchen, try your car engine. Yeah. And but like don't be dumb and start chasing oh, the heat be because like that's come on. stupid. Stay How, inside. What where was it's the cool. temperature on the thermostat or whatever went? I think it was 122, which is why I took a photo of it because I was like, holy shit! 100 and what? 22. Oh my god! Or 112? No, that's too high. 122 is insane. Maybe it, it is, is though. I think it might be that high. I'm gonna look right now. I I mean, at a certain point, it's kind of like all the same. Like you're just on fire. Yeah, you're just on fire. Where is it? Okay, go back. I can't wait to see this picture. Yeah, I'll definitely be posting that one again. (laughs) You're so excited to post it. Yeah. I'm like, how dumb are these people? And you're like, I did that. 
I was like, 122. I was right. That's sick, Sarah. I know, Susie. I'm going to send it to you right now so you can see. Because I like even zoomed. And this was an excellent picture. And the funny, it's in Baker, California, which is also. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Baker, Baker California has the world's wow. tallest thermometer. Wow, wow. That is sick, man. Isn't that insane? Yeah, I don't like it. And I had, I was like, no, that can't be right. And then I, sure enough, I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, it really is 122 outside. What the hell? We can just spontaneously <laughs> combust. That's true, I feel like. I'm winding us up, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, don't want Sarah. What Keep am I doing? Calm. Keep it calm. All right, we got to go anyway. Saying. We're chilling. We got to go. See you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. If you like this podcast, come check out the I Don't Get It podcast. There's no topics we don't or won't discuss. Seriously, I mean, we overshare our personal stories, so you don't have to. From relationships, love, heartbreak, or sadness, to hot news and celebrity interviews. And of course, the best Bachelor exclusives. All on the I Don't Get It podcast. You can find the link in the show notes.